seeds, tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bunion country well, we're checking in with Dick Beardsley to find out how the fishing is in Bemidji, but uh, he's in New York, so <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to him. Anyway, how long have you been out there? Hey, Kelp. I've been out here about 24 hours, and it's really the first break I've had since about the opener off the water, and I'm already getting the shakes for not uh, setting the rod, you know, <laughs> and setting the hook on a fish. But uh, no, it's fun. I've been coming out here for about 20 years to speak to the high school kids about cross-country running and share a few stories with them, so it's always always fun to uh, be able to do that. So where in New York are you? I'm in a, a little town outside of a, a town called Rock Hill, uh, New York. It's about two hours kind of west of uh, New York City. And so I flew into New York City yesterday, and I had to get a rental car. And, oh, my gosh. I'm telling you. They can have these big cities. I don't know how people put up with the traffic. Even on a Sunday, yesterday when I had to drive out here, I mean, the traffic was just crazy. But um, it makes me really appreciate good old Bemidji, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, Well, are you going to get a chance to get any fishing in in New York? Well, you know what? Every year I come out here, there's a little lake that's part of this camp area that uh, where they hold the the kids' cross-country camp. And every year I keep thinking, man, i got to buy myself a little telescopic rod and, uh, and, and bring some lures out here. Because yesterday afternoon I went for a run with the kids, and we went by a, a small little kind of like a pond or something. There happened to be a guy out there fishing. And all of a sudden, as we're running by, I hear him hollering, and here he pulls in about a three-pound largemouth bass. So that, uh, that really got my juices going again. <laughs> <laughs> so how long are you going to be in New York? Well, I... Uh, I, uh, I actually I leave uh, early tomorrow morning and I'm flying to Manila, the Philippines, uh, to speak at a uh, at a big bank conference there. And it takes me 27 hours to get there, you know, with layovers, and so I, they're 13 hours ahead of us time wise. So I get there Wednesday night at eight o'clock. I speak Thursday afternoon. I get on a flight. Friday morning, and I get back into Bemidji on the late flight Friday night, and then I have a full-day guide trip on Saturday. <laughs> so, wow. We'll, uh, we'll see how the jet lag uh, reacts, that's wow. for sure. My goodness, uh, it, it, it must be tough to have everybody want to hear what you have to say. Well, you know, normally I don't do much speaking in the summertime, and, you know, because I'm so busy guiding and stuff, and the speaking slows down a little bit, uh, other than the cross-country camp, but yeah, this... Um, this bank conference that they're having in the Philippines, they uh, contacted me all this past winter and wanted me to come over and give a talk, and so we worked out all the details. And um, so, yeah, I'll I'll go over there and get back, and then be back on the be back on the lake on the lakes early Saturday morning. <laughs> that is quite a week. Uh. Yeah, it's going to be busy. <laughs> well, before you left, how was the fishing? Well, if you want to have a lot of fun, um, I'm not kidding you. You know, and I I know when we talk, I I talk a lot about bass fishing, but, you know, I've heard some of the other guys and and folks you've had on about, you know, 
you got you sometimes you got to change things up a little bit. And of course, you know, we all like catching walleyes, and I'm right up there with people. I love going after walleyes, and we're catching walleyes. It's just you got to be a little patient with them, and you're not going to probably catch a lot unless you want to get out on Lake Bemidji after dark, and then you're going to just, you know, pulling cranks out in the flats and across the top of the weeds, you're going to catch uh, a lot of fish. But for normally just going out during the day, it's a little bit tougher for the walleyes right now. You know, we are catching some and pulling spinners and, and uh, over the top of the cabbage or bottom bouncers out a little bit deeper or live bait rigs for the walleye, and we're, we're still getting some fish here chasing minnows and, and jigs and, and crawlers, but uh, you got to work for them a little bit, and that's going to that's gonna start improving here as the water temperatures and the days continue to get shorter and whatnot, and the, and the bait fish start to dwindle down a little bit. The bite will really start picking up on the walleyes here in the next uh, couple, two to three weeks, but folks, if you want to just have a ball, honest to gosh, the bass fishing right now is about at as good as it gets, you know, when the water temperature gets up into the mid to upper seventies about its peak, and now it's actually dropped back a few degrees over the last 10 days or so, but the bass fishing is phenomenal. I mean, the last three, four trips I've had this past uh, few days, I mean, we're, we're catching 50 to 80 fish on a four hour trip. I mean, um, it's just a lot, mm. a lot of fun. So, uh, if you want to have a lot of fun, and, and some of the lakes that were normally catch-and-release lakes, they've kind of uh, taken away some of those uh, restrictions now. They actually want some of the smaller fish to be taken out, so make sure you check whatever lakes you're on. But some of the lakes in the Bemidji area now have a 14- to 20-inch uh, slot that you have to throw back. You can keep one over 20 as a trophy. I don't recommend that. But, but those smaller fish, some of those 12-, 13-inchers, it's not such a bad idea to get, you know, to take some of those out. And let me tell you, folks, those fish, you fillet them out, you get the bones out just like you do with the walleye, and you throw a little bit of, of shore lunch or whatever kind of uh, cracker crumbs you want to throw on there, throw them in the deep fryer, and I'm telling you, you will not taste the difference between them and a, and a freshly caught walleye. They're very, very good to eat. So if you want action, have a little bit of good eating, if you want to decide you want to keep a few of the smaller ones, I'm telling you, you will have an absolute ball right now. Nick Beardsley, my guest today. We've got a lot more to cover. Stay tuned. Some people say fishing is overrated. For the record, they are wrong. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Dick Beardsley, my guest today, talking about all the different types of fish you can fish. And, and you know, Dick, if you're willing to go bass fishing or pan fishing, for that matter, you triple the number of lakes you can visit if you are not concerned about catching walleye. Absolutely. Jim, there are so many lakes in the Bemidji area that have really high populations of bass, and we're getting mainly largemouth bass, but that Turtle River chain of lakes is really starting to start kicking out some good numbers and some good sizes of smallmouth bass. And pound for pound, I don't think there's a fish that fights better than a smallmouth bass. And, and I mean, they're all, all these lakes are within basically a stone's throw of Bemidji, 
and uh, you're going to have a lot of fun. And, you know, you mentioned the, the panfish, and, and that's another thing that we're really starting to, to get on right now, too. We're starting to get some big crappies and some bigger bluegills uh, off the deep cabbage areas. So if you're, if you're not concerned about getting walleyes and you want to have a lot of fun and, and action and you get some fish for the frying pan, and the crappies and bluegills are going, and the bass are growing great guns, and so are the pike. So, I mean, listen. You can still pursue walleyes, and you're probably going to catch a few, but if you want to have a lot of fun, the pike, the bass, crappies, bluegills right now, they're, they're going really good, and uh, it's really a lot of fun. And what I love about uh, some of those lakes is, you know, some of them are deep in the heart of the Chippewa National Forest. They still have, you know, access to your boat, but you're going to get out there. It's going to be quiet. There's not a, another soul to be seen some days. You're going to see lots of wildlife. You're going to see turtles. It's it's just a great great thing that really gets you into the heart of what is it like what it's like to be in Minnesota. Absolutely, and being in the Northwoods, and I was on a, a little lake uh, a couple of days ago with some folks in the Chippewa National Forest, and we saw eagles. We saw let's see, eagles, deer. We saw an otter, a beaver. Um, I'm trying to think, but you know, of course, loons popping up right next to the boat. In fact. One of those popped up with about a pound and a half bass, and it was we were watching her, and she caught this bass, and you know they she had to kill it so she could get it going down her throat the right way, and she would snap that thing on the water in its mouth, and then she finally she stunned the fish enough to where she could swallow it, and we were just sitting there, we just stopped fishing and watched it. So there's so much about being out there in the north woods and some of these little back-in-the-woods lakes and you see things like that and, and you, you just thank the good Lord that we live in an area that we have such great outdoor opportunities. It's so true, and, and if you want to get kids to be involved and excited about the outdoors, that's the kind of experience they need. Absolutely, it is. And, and one of the, the, the uh, people I had in my boat the other day was uh, a young boy of... Uh, I think he was 14 years old, and, and uh, you know, we got out there, and then he started catching fish, and he was just having a ball, and, and Dad and Grandpa were in the boat, and they were as excited or more excited than he was when he caught a fish, and lots of pictures taken, and, and it really is, you know, it's a great time to get out there and get the kids into the outdoors, and again, you get some of these lakes that uh, are not very far out of town, back, you know, back you know, in the back of the woods there and stuff. And the, the wildlife you see, the serenity and the quietness, it is absolutely breathtaking. And it's it's worth every effort to get out there and enjoy the great outdoors. Let's talk a little bit about the, the Lake Bemidji walleye, only in the sense that uh, I was really surprised at how long that bite held. Uh, it is into that late summer kind of slowdown thing now. But, I mean, it it was good, you know, almost almost August 1st. Yeah, Cal, it was. It's the best I've seen for a, 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 an all summer bite that I, I think I've ever seen on Lake Bemidji. I mean, it was honest to goodness. It was crazy. Those fish we were catching in June, you know, a lot of those fish we were catching were up in six, eight foot of water, and then you could get some a little deeper. We were still catching those up until the end of July, and in that same kind of depth. And I mean, you could go out there and you could catch. Uh, limits of walleyes out there. Now it's gotten a little bit tougher uh, as of you know the, probably the last week or so. But listen, if you're into going out 
in, in the, at night in the dark, you know, right at dusk, and then fishing for a couple hours into the dark, and you pull shallow, you know, shallow running cranks top or across some of the flats out on Lake Bemidji or on, across some of the, the cabbage out there, you're going to catch lots of walleyes. I'm just not a night fisherman, so I don't do it. But I'll tell you, it's funny because sometimes when I'm coming in off of Lake Bemidji off of a guide trip later, like in the evening, I see, that's when I'm seeing most people, you know, local folks that are putting their boats in and going to go out and uh, and do a little, you know, nighttime trolling, and they're, they're catching a lot of fish out there. So it's been an amazing uh, fishery all summer long, and I just hope it continues to hold up right uh, into the winter season, too, because I'll be here before we know it. <laughs> Sadly, that is true. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I do like, I, I don't like to do it a whole lot, but every now and then it is kind of cool to be out there at night and hear the sounds that are out there that, you know, you don't hear during the day and things like that. So if you haven't done a lot of night trolling, it's something to try a couple of times. Oh, absolutely. And the nice thing about it, and, and not that there's that many, you know, jet skiers and water skiers on Lake Bemidji, because there really isn't, but even some of the other smaller lakes in the area, like Grace Lake is a great lake to pull um to pull shallow running cranks on some of the flats out there and, and over the top of the weeds. But the nice thing is, you're, you're right. You don't have any of the pleasure boarders out there. You don't have any of the uh, jet skiers out there. And, it, and it's you're right, Cal. It's, it's a different type of serenity out there. And, and you get one of those nights when, you know, you, you get a full moon out there and it's bright. And, you know, just make sure that you have running lights on your boat front sure. and back. Uh, and, and just, you know, you got to be a little more careful Head, head, you know, wear a headlamp or at least have good lighting, you know, around the boat so you're not getting a hook stuck in your hand and you're not stepping on a rod and breaking that. But, uh, no, it could be a, you know, it's not to say I've never done it because I have, but uh, it's it can be, you know, if you haven't tried it, it's, it's really kind of a neat experience to get out there and do it. You are a, a person with a positive attitude, no question about it. There's a lot of things to be positive about, but you've also been on uh, Minnesota waters for a long, long time. You've seen a lot. Anything out there going on that's concerning you right now? Well, you know, the 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 exotic species is a problem, no question about it. In fact, I was on Cass Lake a couple of weeks ago on a guy trip. I normally stay off a of Cass, mainly because I don't want to be I'm on so many other lakes, and I don't want to be hauling anything, you know, that might affect a lake that's not infected with them. Right. Uh, but I'm a stickler about, you know, making sure all the water's out of my live well. Not only my live well and drain the boat when you pull the plug, but folks, lower your motors and drain. There's always water left in that lower unit. So before you start going down the road, just lower your motor, let that water drain out, and really check it for weeds because... On the, we were out there on cast, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, and we actually we were, we were catching walleyes during the day until the sun came out, and the water is so clear out there. But we were, what we were doing is using jigs and minnows and, and fishing in some of the deep cabbage, and, and we actually did quite good. Uh, we had a little nice little chop out there, but I'll tell you what, Kev, there was a few times, you know, you'd snag a, a hunk of cabbage and you'd pull it up, and it, you should have seen all the the zebra mussels that were mm. on those strands of cabbage. So that's a concern. Um, you know, we sure want to you know keep them out of any of the other lakes in the area. And and um, so you just got to be, you know, really, just really, you know, be adamant about getting out there and making sure that your boat and trailer and, and live wells and motor is all drained of water and no weeds whatsoever on um, 
on your boat and motor, and then uh, hopefully we'll keep those things at, at bay. But other than that, you know, we, the, the, some of the landings now, uh, depending on where you're at, if they don't have a dock, you know, we haven't had much rain in the last couple of weeks, so the water levels on some of the lakes are starting to drop a little bit. So uh, be aware of that. But otherwise, uh, things are looking good. It's been a great summer of fishing so far. It really, really has. Um, and on most lakes, you know, there's been a couple of lakes that the people say, that's a little slower than I thought, but most lakes have been uh, either as good or better than than most years. So I, I don't know what it is this year, but, yeah, the bite has been solid. Yeah, no, it's, it's been solid. And, uh, and you know, that's typical this time of the year. I, I've been on some lakes in the last week with some folks where one day we were just on them, and then the next day it's like, my gosh, where they go, and so you had to go hunting for them, and and the bite wasn't near as good, and nothing really changed a whole lot. But if you get those days this time of year now, where you do get some a uh, little bit of cloud cover, a little bit of wind, not a lot, but a little bit, just to kind of break up that water surface a little bit, it seems like it, the bite in general, whatever species you're fishing for, really seems to pick up. And of course, this time of the year. Um, you know, if you can get out there in those low-light periods early in the day and later in the day, uh, especially for walleye, you're going to have better luck. But I tell you, we've had some of our best fishing for bass and crappies right in the middle of the afternoon. So you just never know until you get out there. And that's, you know, that's why they call it fishing and not catching. <laughs> that's right. You know, I, I talk to a lot of guides, and, and a lot of them, they, they, you know, they're, most of their clients really want to do the walleye thing. But I'm hearing from more and more guides, sounds like a lot of your clients are the type that are just interested in action and having fun. And I'm glad to see that trend maybe starting to pick up a little bit. And, Cal, I've seen that really over the last probably four or five years. Because I always ask people, what would you like to fish for? And even before I say how the bite is on different species, a lot of people say, gosh, Dick, whatever's biting. Well, for a guide, obviously it sure makes your job a little bit easier. (laughs) Um, And, you know, but there's still a lot of people that I want to go walleye fishing, and, and, I, and I'm very upfront with them. I'll, I'll tell them, hey, we're on a good bite, or listen, we're going to have to work for them a little bit. We're probably going to catch some, but maybe not as many as you or I, especially when hoping for. But when it comes right down to account, at the end of the day, if clients and anybody has something, you know, pulling on the end of that rod tip, they are happy as a lark, and that's what it's all about. And so, uh, But I am seeing that trend, and I think it's good because at certain times of the year, the walleye bite, it's, it can be as good as it is anywhere. Other times, it's a, it slows down a little bit, and then that's when you have to kind of you know look at your options and maybe go for something else, something uh, other kind of species that's, that's uh, a little more wanting to, uh, to bite the end of the hook. All right. Well, Dick, if we want to use your services, you still got any spots left? Well, I've got a, just a couple of spots left in August. And right now, the, about the first week or 10 days in September, I'm pretty much booked up. But then after that, it kind of starts to open up. And I'll tell you, folks, Kevin, you probably know, when you get into that mid-September, into October, the fishing can be absolutely dynamite for all species. And even on the weekends, you pretty much you know, have the lakes to yourself. And, uh, it's a great time to be out there. The, the weather's cooling down, the water temperature's dropping, the trees are changing color, and it doesn't get much better than that. All right. How we how do we get booked? You betcha. You can give me a call at 218-556-7172. 
And you can go to my website if you'd like to, and it's just dickbeardsleyfishingguide.com. All right, Dick, we appreciate you taking time on your busy week to chat with us. Safe travels, and we'll see you back in Bemidji. You betcha. Thanks, Cal. F-I-S-H-I-I-N-P-O-P-O-N-I-N-C-O-N-T-R-Y.